What's happening, everyone? Welcome to a brand new episode of Total Football Club, brought to you by the Blue Wire Hustle Network. My name is Alex Perez. You can follow me on Twitter and on Instagram at Alex Perez FC. You weren't expecting this, but we were going to surprise you. One way or another, we were going to surprise you with this episode on a Friday. We are recording this on Thursday night. This will be up on Friday. A, A special treat for you all that listen we definitely appreciate the support and your listen follow us on twitter on instagram on facebook at total food club subscribe rate review the podcast on spotify on apple podcast you can of course subscribe on youtube we surpassed the hundred subscriber mark that is crazy i i'll just be completely honest with everyone uh, yes yes chris is making yeah 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 uh, yeah I like where your head's at, Chris. Um, we'll get to Chris in a bit. Uh, I didn't even put much effort into the YouTube channel, and we surpassed 100 subscribers. That's crazy. We appreciate it. Thank you all so much. Let me bring on Chris right now because we have a very, very, I don't want to say heavy, but a very serious episode because there's there's a lot to talk about, and this is part of the reason as to why we are recording the day that we are recording and why it's a, a special episode today. Chris, oh my goodness, I missed you on Monday. Well, Tuesday for the listeners. Monday we record, Tuesday we upload. Chris, how are you, my friend? I'm doing great, Alex. Thanks for, uh, thanks for having me on. Uh, there's only one. After a 7 nothing Chelsea win, you, you, you would expect. Uh, nothing less from a Chelsea fan than to be flying. So everything's everything's great these days. I did mention that on the pod on Tuesday. So don't think that I forgot about you. Don't think that I forgot about <laughs> about your your Chelsea fandom. And uh, I I knew that you would be happy. I knew that you would be very happy. But uh, give us your social media before we begin because we have a lot to talk about. The floor yeah, is yours, you my friend. You can follow me on Twitter. My uh, my uh, my handle is Chris S O L O D O L O underscore. Uh, you can expect me to talk a lot about Barca, Man United's managers for the next few months because it's it's a it's a fun topic. <laughs> a lot of people are having fun with it on Twitter. We're gonna have fun with it today. I don't know if this first part of the show is going to be any fun for me, but uh, I know for you, since you have a set manager and Thomas Tuchel that won you a European championship, you're you're feeling okay and good for you. Good for you. Enjoy this as much as much as possible. Actually, you guys, you guys succeed a lot. So maybe take it a little bit for granted. I don't know. Anyway. um, All right. Let's. Let, let's get started because we have we have plenty to talk about and I've said that like five times already people are expecting us to start all right first order of business if you guys don't know if you guys have been living under a rock for these last 48 hours Ronald Koeman has been sacked as Barcelona manager he was sacked 
after a 1-0 loss to Rayo Vallecano. Radamel Falcao scored the winner. It felt like 2012 all over again. It felt like the writing was on the wall for Ronald Koeman since August, really. And I'm surprised that they didn't sack him after El Clasico. I'm surprised that they didn't sack him before the September international date or international break, rather. Chris, when you read the news, because I'm sure you read it on Twitter because you sent me the tweet, what was your initial reaction? I'm assuming it was a lot like, oh, well, finally. It was about, it was going to happen at some point. No, honestly, I was a bit shocked. Um, I thought for sure that he was a goner about a month ago. Mm -hmm. Uh, When he made those, those remarks, on the eve of them playing Bayern Munich, and he said, yeah, we're going to talk extension. Uh, I'm the reason why Barcelona has a future. I, on on the eve of a, of a Champions League game to sing his own praises like that, I thought it was very odd, very bizarre. Koeman's been in this game for a while. He's managed um, clubs in England and the, the Dutch national team. So it's not like he's this new manager who's never been around the media before he knew that this was going to be a big deal he knew this was going to make headlines the day his team was going to probably uh play their toughest opponent of the of the year yeah (laughs) of the season yeah yeah yeah. absolutely i mean it, it was not a good look it kind of felt like that was the beginning of the end because you say something like that then you get pummeled by Bayern, and then you have a couple of results that don't go your way you ask for it you ask for fans to be at your, at your, you know, you ask for the media fans alike to be at your neck. And I thought for sure he was a goner um, during that time, about a month ago. I thought there's no way they keep losing. They have Luke De Jong and Gerard Piquet <laughs> playing striker. It, it, they, I've even said it on this show. I thought for sure he was a goner. I thought for sure mm-hmm. we were talking um, his possible replacements because I thought it was going to happen much sooner. So. Once I saw the news that it happened this week, I was kind of surprised. I thought that they would give him the year, um, the season, because they didn't really buy anyone uh, in the transfer market uh, last summer when he first got there. Um, he really was playing the team that, that he inherited and was trying to make things work the best that he could. But he had a built-in excuse that he needed his, his players to suit his formations and his agendas so that it could work. I I said, you know, it's not a bad idea to give him a run out at the beginning of the year. I thought about a month ago, he got he got his run out. It's very obvious that it wasn't going to work. But then Laporta came out and said that uh, they're on the same page, that he has his support. So I thought I thought it was going to they were going to take their lumps and go the year because there was no one uh, how do I, no one obvious there to take the mantle that's an obvious, like an immediate improvement? There's certain names that we spoke about on this show. Uh, Eric Ten Hag, that's your boy. Uh, Roberto Martinez, that's a, that's a, a, a media darling. Uh, Belsa, who was my pick, nobody got on that on that bandwagon. <laughs> it's okay, but, it's okay. But from all of these names, none of them are available. So it, it, it really, I thought, yeah, there's no, there's no one available right now that's 
that plays in the way that Barca wants to play, that has the links that is usual of a Barca manager that's going to take this team and make them better. Yeah, there's an Antonio Conte available. He's not going to take Barca. That's the complete opposite of how he likes to play. Uh, Zinedine Zidane's not taking the Barca job. I mean, <laughs> so who, who who's out there that's really a, a obvious candidate that's a, a marked improvement? I, I didn't see it, so I was very, uh, very surprised by the decision. Okay, fair enough. That's that's very fair. Um, I thought you would be a little more like, yeah, yeah. What else did you expect? I thought that that's that was going to be your reaction, just based on that episode that we had about a month and change ago when you were mm-hmm. calling for his head, and I was the one that was calling for him to stay the season. Yeah. Um, but before I even begin my rant. Actually, this is the beginning of my rant right now. You mentioned a press conference. You talked about Ronald Koeman and his words, his his very interesting choice of words the day or the day or a couple days before they faced Bayern Munich in arguably one of the biggest games of the season. I think of another moment that he had at a different press conference when he basically said don't blame me for the shortcomings. This is what I'm working with. There's there's nothing else that I can do. This is this is what we have. The, what you see is what you get. I thought that was incredibly pathetic, and I thought that man that that was that was pathetic and it was bizarre and it was one of those things that you I don't know if there's a comeback from that. I don't I don't know if there is a way for you to. For you to redeem yourself after such bizarre and quite pathetic choice of words. Think about it like this. The squad is so incredibly young. There's only a few old heads in this team. So majority of the team's going to be like, wait, so we're not enough? Like, is that what you're telling us? You're going to ruin the morale of a team that already had a ruined morale, right? So... He didn't really think at the time, or maybe he did, but he just doesn't think very logically because he had this whole thing written out, and it was just so bizarre to me. He didn't take any questions, didn't take any blame, of course. I think it's just just absolutely incredible, and I do feel that the reason why Barcelona pulled the trigger right now is because they looked at the table and they saw themselves in ninth place. Yeah. When you see that Barcelona's in ninth place, you panic because you're not... You're not sniffing a Champions League spot or a Europa League spot, for that matter. Hell, you're not even close to a Europa, uh, Europa Conference League spot. That is how bad the situation is at Barcelona. They've dropped so many points. They they lost back-to-back games this week. It is shocking. And that is why I think that the people in Barcelona pulled the trigger at the moment that they did. Because they just... They couldn't. They it is it is impossible to see themselves as ninth place of La Liga. That is, that is worse than Arsenal. That is, that is worse than Manchester United. That is bad. That is really, really, really bad. But I will say this about Ronald. Actually, I'll give him his praise towards the end, and I'll make that like ten seconds. At the end of his tenure, this team was 
it was just ugly. It got ugly for Barcelona. Uglier. Yes, it somehow managed to get uglier because the team was toothless. We love that term. The team lacked ideas. There was no real width. On the bench, there was no depth. They lacked any fire. There was just no fire in this team. There was no fire in these players. And when you don't play for the manager, that's what you see on the pitch. There's, It's just lackluster from the players. And then what I will never, ever, ever forgive him for is bringing in Luke de Jong. And not only, not only bringing in Luke de Jong, is the the one thing that I will most definitely never forgive him for is saying that Luke de Jong is more dangerous than Neymar. <laughs> really? In what planet is he more dangerous than Neymar? The bad reach. In in what planet? Oh, dude, he is reaching. He is reaching bad. It is it is incredible. How 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 do you I'm sorry, that's just idiotic. That's just idiotic. And I know that my style of, of of podcasting and doing this isn't necessarily insulting people, but that is just simply idiotic. And I'm glad that it's over. I really am. I'm, I'm glad that Ronald Koeman is no longer the manager of Barcelona. And and I mean, we'll talk about this later on right now, but like what what what's gonna happen now with Barcelona? Because I Again, I will say this, and this is where I praise Ronald Koeman. I will say this. Ronald Koeman took a very undesirable job, mm-hmm. and he knew that he probably wasn't going to get paid what other managers in that same position have gotten paid. He wasn't going to get paid what he was supposed to get paid because of many reasons. There was a pandemic. Barcelona was in heavy debt. They still are. And it was... It was just so undesirable, and and Barcelona would take anything. And Ronald Koeman said, "You know what? I'll I'll leave my my spot as as the Dutch manager for this dream job because this is my dream job." And he said that, and I remember him saying that in August of last year when he took the job, and he won a Copa del Rey with this team. We can't just forget about that. We we can't just talk about the bad and ignore the good. He did he did that. He was in in the title race for La Liga. For about two, three months, it, it was actually competitive at the top. And Barcelona was very, very close to winning this title. They didn't, ultimately. But they were close. They were in the title race. He brought in Pedri. He gave Gavi a shot. And I'm sure a lot of these players are thankful that... A lot of these players, except for Ricky Pooch, are thankful for the opportunities that they got if there's someone that is very excited right now that ronald kuman is no longer the manager it's that guy that i just mentioned ricky pooch but it's over and i'm i'm glad it's over now i'm scared i was annoyed now i'm scared because i don't know what's gonna happen i think you should be do you do you want to dive into the future of barcelona i think this is the perfect time you oh man Ah uh, man, I hope I hope I don't piss too many people off. Do you want to know cares? what Go. I think is gonna happen at Barcelona? Look at Man United. Look at a manager who's hired on feels and vibes. 
mm-hmm. and someone mm-hmm. who's, who's mates with the board. I hope, I hope it doesn't. I hope Chavi can. I I know we haven't said it yet. I think what's next is Chavi Hernandez. I think that's the big name that everybody keeps saying. Even before this happened, mm-hmm. I was at a restaurant this past weekend with my in-laws, and I asked, "Hey, Barcelona's uh, losing pretty bad. It, that 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 manager is uh, looks out of his depth." And they said, "Yeah, we can't wait to get Xavi in there." It's like every Barcelona fan has the same idea. You have conversations like these with your in-laws? Yeah, <laughs> I'm a lucky guy, but nice. It's it's almost like. That's the name on the tongue of every Barcelona fan, whether you're from Ecuador, Mexico, Spain, wherever you're at, everybody wants Xavi at the helm. Um, Look, man, I I think he was a great player. That's all I know about Xavi is who he was as a player. I don't know him as a manager, and we've said this before. I don't think Qatar is where you grow as a manager. I'm sorry. Like, I, I, I... He's he's gonna be he's essentially a rookie manager. And you're asking Are you him, kidding me? Of course he's a rookie. You're, and you're asking him to come into the worst Barcelona team in over a decade and get them to to, to back to back to the heights that they had when he was playing. I, I and with a fairly limited budget, little to no signings, a bloated team, a bloated squad that has guys on crazy money who are barely playing it's a big ask man it's 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 a really big ask and i'm scared as well for what this will mean for barca because if oh man if chavi isn't it i don't know how that how it like it's it could only get i mean i could i hope it gets better (laughs) i hope that he, look, I, I I said this as well. If Chavi, look, everybody wants their manager to be Sir Alex Ferguson, right? Every time, as a Chelsea fan, I, I've seen more managers than I can count. Okay, I probably seen two managers a season. <laughs> yes. Probably seen two managers per season. Yes. Every single time, my hope is, I hope this is our Sir Alex Ferguson. I hope this guy stays for twenty years. I hope we have. I hope I see him. As a gray little old man who I think, wow, we've won so many titles with this one manager. Those days are long gone, man. Those days are long gone. And we, Chelsea just won our second Champions League final with an interim manager. So I, 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 I can't argue against it. I just think that the, the, the nature of the beast is that this job, you, no matter, even if you do well in it, you won't last more than four or five years in that current role. Even Pep Guardiola, he, 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 that's why he wanted to leave Barca. That's why he wanted to leave Bayern. That's why I'm sure he'll probably leave City in the next, at the end of his current contract because it takes, a, it, it, it takes a lot out of the manager, but it also takes a lot out of players. And you can be a world-class manager and no longer reach your players. So yeah, I... I I hope for Xavi that he is the answer. I hope he is their Sir Alex Ferguson. I don't want to see Barcelona lose every game. I know I'm a Chelsea fan. I know I I don't have a soft spot for Barca, but dude, there's no point in kicking 
kicking a team or kicking a club or kicking player, kicking fans when they're down. Like, that's not fun for me. So me personally, I would love to, for Barca to, to have a, a remontada, like they like to say, and get back to the heights that, they're, that they, they're used to. Is that likely? <laughs> Is that probably what's going to happen with a rookie, Xavi Hernandez, who was hired on the based on the player that he is probably not like it's gonna take a, a miracle and if he does it then Xavi is the next Pep Guardiola but if he isn't and most managers aren't I'm really scared about where this is gonna take Barcelona where where they're gonna end up and I I hope that he takes them closer to where they want to be if he isn't it because Frank Lampard wasn't it as our manager, but mm. he got us closer to where we want to be. And now I can look back and say those two years with Frank were great. Yeah, we didn't win, we didn't win titles. We weren't the Chelsea that I know. But he came in and did a job when nobody else wanted to come in and do a job. And he got us closer to being where we wanted to be. So I really, I, I, I hope that that's the, if it doesn't go well, I hope that that's the experience that happens with Xavi. But there is a big risk here. There's a humongous risk that this board is taking right now. Yes, the risk is huge. And I'm glad you mentioned Manchester United at the beginning of of, of your, I don't want to say rant, but when, when you started My talking. Soliloquy. <laughs> your soliloquy. Sure, that's, that, that sounds very, very educated. I'm glad you mentioned Manchester United because we will talk about them in a little bit. And there, I, I feel like there's a lot of parallels between Barcelona and Manchester United right now. But we'll get to that in a little bit. Um, dude, I it's hard for me to find any words because you said everything that that I that I truly think. People want Xavi to be the next Pep Guardiola, and that's not the case because I don't know how many times I have to emphasize this. Pep Guardiola was managing Barca B the season before he managed the senior team at Barcelona. Pep Guardiola inherited Samoleto, Thierry Henry, Lionel Messi, Xavi, Iniesta, Busquets. He inherited uh, Carlos Puyol, Danny Alves. Uh, I think Mascherano arrived like a season after, a season oh, or yeah. two after. But you're right. He was he was becoming slowly but surely he was becoming a, an important part of Pep Guardiola's side, even though I, I think, yeah, I think they they were together two seasons and Mascherano, he decided to become a center back or I think <laughs> Guardiola decided for him. Um, different story. But anyway, what I'm trying to get to is that Xavi is arriving at an all-time low for Barcelona, whereas Pep Guardiola, yeah, it was bad. It was pretty bad. But Lionel Messi was already like the best player in the world. <laughs> he was already the best player in the world, and Pep Guardiola just kind of worked his magic. And I, and I think the guy that we're going to talk about in a little bit has shown that coaching does matter when you have such a talented team. You need to you need to work your magic in order to to make sure that all of this talent actually works. And Pep Guardiola did it to perfection. And I look at this squad. I look at the squad that Xavi's going to inherit. I know. Nothing's official as of today, October, what is it, 28th, 
this will go up the 29th and he keeps saying my future or my immediate future is here in Qatar yeah whatever it sounds like a lot of political or politically correct statements so he doesn't get in trouble just yet or he doesn't get in trouble at all but I look at the squad that Barcelona has I look at the squad that Xavi's gonna inherit should he take the job and I see that they need a number nine I see that they need a a right back they need a winger and they need a midfielder that can play a through ball a killer through ball and he might have one in, in Pedri he might have one in Gavi but we still don't know because they're young they're 18 and 17. He does have Ansu Fati, whose birthday's coming up, and, and he's he's still young, but I just don't know. I don't know. There are so many deficiencies in this team. I don't know that a rookie manager, like you called him, because that's what he is. He's a rookie manager. I'm sorry if you're if if you're coaching in Qatar. That's better than I have ever coached. Of course, it's easy for me to say here sitting in, in my room. But you're coaching amateurs at the end of the day. You're, you're coaching at an amateur level when you really cut it, slice and dice it. These guys are amateurs, right? And Xavi has very little experience. It's very little experience. He took this job in Qatar in 2019. It's going to be two years actually i think next month it's going to be two years that he took the job it's 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 just not enough time now if you tell me well he's been coaching for two years at barca b at celta de vigo at valencia at southampton at i don't know west ham everton whatever the case may be i'd be like okay bring him He's willing to do it. He's willing to break whatever contract he has right now. Bring him. Because he probably knows how to deal with these high-stress situations. And he knows that things aren't going to go. He knows how to deal with them, people. He knows how to deal with them. He was the captain for Barcelona for a long time. He, He won many, many titles with Barcelona. He was part of that incredibly successful Barcelona side that I fell in love with. And millions around the world did as well. But as a manager... It's different because as a captain, you have one role. As a manager, the role is different. There's more stress. There's more commitment. There's there's so much more that goes into being a manager because you're preparing the game plan. Whereas as a player, yeah, there's a lot of stress and you you have to execute, but you're not preparing everything. You People don't... Don't look at you for solutions all the time. They might on the field if you're the captain, of course. I get it. But the manager's like, all right, we pay you so you can give us solutions when shit isn't going right. And I don't know. I don't know if Xavi has what it takes. And it pains me to say this right now. But I don't know that Xavi, if, if Xavi has what it takes to make those kinds of decisions with the little experience that he has in a situation that is so, so, so bad. As a Barca fan, I hope so. I really hope that this works out for him. But as a a podcast host, as an analyst, as a educated fan of the game, good luck. Because I don't think this is going to work out. I think this is this is going to be worse 
is going to be worse than what Frank Lampard did with Chelsea because I don't think we're going to go anywhere. I think it's going to be a lot of Ole. A lot of Ole in this. Um, and, it, and it sucks because I feel like the legacy that he has created is going to be tarnished in like nine months. Man, it's it's hard to argue against any of those points, Alex. I'll be honest with you. Um, yeah, man, it, it feels like he's being set up to fail. And I think a lot of fans wanted Xavi. They also didn't want him at any cost. But they they really didn't have an alternative. And no, there's no option. <laughs> yeah, which is that's that's what I'm saying. Like I was, that's why I was so shocked. Like standalone, Kuman fired. Yeah, that doesn't shock me. He deserved it a month ago. But mm-hmm. Kuman being fired a month into the season with no clear plan B and it being Chavi under these circumstances is not. I mean, the the the. the the chips are stacked against Xavi and Barca here. And I think they both know that. But yeah. frequently it happens where these managers are out of their depths and they can't say no because it's their dream club. Like, I'm sure Frank and Ali and, and well, Kuman had a bit more experience. But I'm sure most of the, like Pirlo, for example. Pirlo wanted the U19 Juve team. Yeah. Literally, he said, let me coach the kids. And they said, how about you just coach the first team? And he's like, well, shit, I just kind of wanted the kids. But, yeah, I mean, I'm not going to say no to my Juve, which I'm sure Javi doesn't. Like, I don't think it. Let's put it this way. If Xavi wanted the job, he would have had it already. It, he, it wouldn't have it wouldn't come midseason when they're imploding. Xavi, if Xavi wanted the job, he'd be manager. I think he knows he's not ready for it, but he can't say no because this is the club of his heart. Um, like me or you, if they tell you, yo, Alex, you have no experience managing anyone. Do you want to go and manage Barca? We're probably going to say yes. And if someone tells me you want to go and manage Chelsea, yeah, let's yeah. go and burn some bridges. <laughs> like, I, I, I mean, but I mean, it, it, it's tough, man. It's tough to sit here. You, you said they need a right back. Funny enough, I think Des is their best player. He's not a great right back. They played him at wing, at winger the last two games. Exactly. And he missed a sitter. Which, exactly. I, I, but he's one of their best. He's one of Barca's best players. So it's like, dude, you think they need a right back? I think Barca needs a whole defense. I think both their oh. center backs are toast. Yeah. I think their, their yeah. right back is a better winger than he is a right back. And I don't think they're... Their left back has had any legs for the last five years. <laughs> it's it's a shit show over there, and that's just their their. That's just one part of the team. We can sit here and dissect them. I really didn't even bad. address. I didn't even address the, the the defense because it's just it's it's a gimme. Oh. You know, we all know yeah. that they need center backs. They've needed center backs for we, almost we, ten years. We spoke about Eric Garcia last season. I mean, last last last, last episode. Yeah. I thought he's a. I thought he was a really great prospect. I thought if you looked around, there's probably you can't name me ten better up and coming center backs. And he's not. He's he's not cutting the grade at Barca. So it just goes to show, like, you got Barca need center backs, and then they need center backs who can cut it at Barca, which is a whole different level. Like. It, yeah. It's just not. It's not easy to find these kind of guys, which is why we we have these doubts for Chavi because 
Dude, he's a football lifer. He's he's. I'm sure he goes to sleep thinking X's and O's. I'm sure he's a great tactician. But then when you're managing in Champions League semifinals and you're going against Eric Ten Hag or Thomas Tuchel or Pep Guardiola or uh, shit, who's at Bayern? It's escaping me now. Julian Nagelsmann. Yeah, any of these top-tier managers, being someone who's good with the X's and O's isn't going to cut it. This no, is of course not. The best of the best. That's why, I mean, I'm sorry to, to, to always relate to it, but my boy Frankie, he, 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 got, he had a world-class, club, uh, world-class team, was expected to, to make that next step, and he showed his depth. He, it, 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 and it, it's not his fault. You know, It's not that he's a terrible manager. It's not that he's a trash manager, because that's how we are as a society when someone doesn't cut it. We're very reactionary. We say they're trash, they're garbage. No, this is the best of the best. And that's why we're saying, like, it's not that Chavi's a trash manager. It's not he's that. Not. He's, and he probably no, won't be. Yeah, he probably, probably won't be. be he probably will be pretty good. But Ronald Coleman was a pretty good manager. <laughs> and he and he's he showed his death. Like it, it takes a special breed to be Bar- Barcelona manager. So yes, um I don't know if Ronald Coleman was necessarily a good manager though. I think that for the most part, and I don't want to make this about Ronald Coleman, but I feel like for the most part he was kind of he was he was fired from all of his jobs, except for the one in, in the Netherlands. He was doing a good job, but other than that, he was fired. He was fired at Valencia and Ajax. He was fired. I, I don't remember how it went at Southampton. Um, Not fired, but but promoted. But he he took that. That's why I'm thinking because he, he did a, a decent job with Southampton. Overachieved with them. Overachieved. I, 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 yeah. 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 He did. He, he think he got a top yeah. ten finish with Southampton, but. Yeah. I always joked when they hired Coleman, his biggest achievement was not cutting the grade at Everton. So I guess you're right. It's I guess pretty good managers is a bit too much, but I don't think Ronald Coleman was a bad manager. I think he was, he's not. I think he's, so I'm saying, I think he's decent. You know, I don't think he's the worst manager in the world, but I think to be but that's not like, enough for Barca. That's what exactly. You're... That's my point. It's like. All these, all Ali Gunnar he's probably not the worst. He's not. He's probably not as bad as we're, everybody's making him out to be right now. But he's not going to lead Man United to titles. I, I think he might be as bad. As, <laughs> I think he might be as bad. Did you? I, I, I hope you really listened in depth to the that clip that I sent you because I think he might be as bad as as everyone's making him out to be. But go on. Sorry to interrupt. No, it's just. I, when you're at these top clubs, it's the best of the best. That's that's just my final point. I I think Chavi, while he's gonna be a rookie head coach, him being Chavi, he's probably gonna be a really good rookie head coach. That doesn't mean he's gonna be a smashing success at Barca. So I hope he is for his sake, for Barca's sake, for their players' sake, for your sake, Alex. I hope he is the next pet. All right. I hope. Well, thank he, you, Chris. He comes through and and. It's Tiki Taka Regen. Thank you, Chris. I would wake up every Saturday with a huge smile and not necessarily because I'm going to watch Premier League, but because I would watch a Barcelona that's actually fun to watch. I think we're years from that, by the way. I I think that we're still a long, long time from that. But um, yeah, is there anything else you want to add about 
about Xavi. I, th- I think we said what we had to say about him. No, yeah, I think we said all. I mean, he for all the bad pieces, at, at the very minimum, at least he has some youngins like Pedri, like uh, I can't remember his name now. We just Gavi, Gavi, Gavi yeah, Fati, uh, uh, De Jong, not not Luke De Jong, but uh, Frankie, 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 yeah. When you uh, say De Jong, I I know what you mean. I don't, yeah, I don't think about that dude. The Gino's young, so and, and Ansu's really really young and really promising, so. Hopefully he has his youngins that he can mold and shape the way he does. But the odds are stacked against him. <laughs> yeah, they are. They are definitely stacked against against Xavi. And best of luck to him if he takes the job. I I hope he proves us wrong. I definitely hope he proves us wrong. But um, you mentioned Ole Gunnar Solskjaer, and um, I, I I wanted to make some comparisons between him. And Ronald Koeman, the situations that that they were, that they're, well, that Ronald Koeman was living in, and Ole, the situation that he's still living in, because he somehow still has a job. Um, for first and foremost, they're both club legends for a goal that they scored in a European Cup final. Ronald Koeman, the free kick, Ole, that that last minute winner against Bayern. Ironically enough, a cap no. And Ronald Koeman scored at Wembley. So, I don't know. I'm, I'm, I might be getting a little too deep into that. They both they both took very undesirable jobs because after Mourinho, you kind of don't want to step in there because you feel like the bar is set kind of high even though he was let go. The bar is set kind of high, right? Oli took it. He took it. He ran with it. And he finished the season okay. Ronald Koeman again. We mentioned that at the top of the segment. He took a job that he knew that he wasn't going to get properly compensated for. He he seemed like he really wanted to to do this. This was his dream job, right? Um, it looks like they both were given a bit of a long leash because of that status, because of the status of being European heroes, if you want to say it. the The job that they that they took was like way over way way out of their depth and they're hated by the fans now they're they're hated by their fans they they probably tarnished their their legacy as club legends there's a lot of similarities in this it's crazy yeah i think for ali it's tough because i mean for i mean realistically for both of them yeah, because let's just for, dive into Ali. Let let's yeah, dive right for, into Ali. Ali, you still have fans who remember the goal, and I yeah. think that's the problem. I think not not the problem, but I think that's what hurts. Like there are fans who genuinely loved him, who now really want him gone, and are really getting nasty <laughs> out there. Like they they Twitter is getting really nasty. Um. Yeah, man. I I I. I feel, kind of feel bad for him, but I, I don't in a way. Like, I think their status as legends, like you said, it gave them a long leash. I, I'm generally shocked, even still, that Coleman took the job with the Euro and the World Cup mm-hmm. uh, on the horizon for, for his ascending Dutch team. But he took the job, and this was after the 8-2 smashing from Bayern. 
Uh, Ali took the job after Mourinho imploded over there. So it, 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 it's more similarities than I thought. I thought uh, the similarities between Xavi and Ali were, more, were, were uncanny, but you're right. There's a lot of similarities with women. With Ali, it's getting really painful because his friends, Phil Neville, <laughs> Roy, uh, Roy Keane, all these guys in the Rio, all these guys in the media who are his legit like homies, they're getting yeah. pressed. They're getting pressed by the fans for not calling him out. And Alex, when we started this 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 season of pods, mm-hmm. I, I the one thing that I said is we're not giving them a fucking pass. Yes. We're not giving them a fucking pass because my guy didn't get a pass. My guy does my guy Frankie doesn't have people in media who say, Oh, fourth place, Champions League spots. That'll be a step forward. No, 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 no. Everybody, everybody knew you 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 get a team like this, you deliver. So for Ali, you got Cristiano, you got Jaden Sancho, you got Rafa Varan, you got arguably the three best players. <laughs> That were available, arguably, because PSG signed everybody else, right? <laughs> yeah, they did. But now the fans are questioning these pundits, and they're saying, "Are you being a pundit right now? Or are you being his friend? Because this is not okay. You supporting him and saying this is okay to lose five zero to Liverpool at Old Trafford is okay. You're supporting the Man United." lowering their standards that's not okay the club before anybody right so the club should come before ali and it's getting nasty out there it's really getting really nasty um i was enjoying it for a little bit in the shadows but now i can't <laughs> oh, back Chris. The they, <laughs> dude they gotta put him out of his misery man he's yeah. he's giving press conferences and smiling because he doesn't know what to say and they put it they, they they're they're rubbing his name in the mud, man. It's getting really bad. He, I think sooner rather than later, they really have to make this change. They see the similarities between Ali and Sir Alex Ferguson, which is, to me, insane. Like, he hasn't shown anything on the field. Yeah, even where? <laughs> where they, are the similarities? Saying, they're saying that he plays to the United DNA and that had they given up on Sir Alex Ferguson in 1989, then maybe he wouldn't have led them to the 20 epic titles that he did. So right now they need, Ali needs the same show of faith. And it's like me personally, great. Leave Ali out there then. Like <laughs> they're singing Ali's at the wheel at Liverpool and city and Chelsea games. Yeah. They're taking the piss now. So it's, they are. It's bad, man. It's bad. It's it's really bad. It is very bad because all the all the Manchester United rivals, just like you said, they sing that song sarcastically. Keep them at the wheel. And I don't think very sarcastically, actually. I think they actually want them to stay. Um, but it it's just it's crazy to me. It's crazy to me how how eventually when when you are not well qualified to do your job eventually you're just you're going to be exposed eventually you're going to be exposed and it feels like with Ole, the mask has been slowly been taken it's just slowly been taken off little by little 
little by little, little, little bit, and it's more painful. It looks right now as if Cristiano Ronaldo is the leader of this team rather than Ole. Um, that to me makes perfect sense, actually. <laughs> that makes perfect sense. But yeah, Ole just seems unprepared for this job. Way out of his depth. Way, way, way out of his depth. And go on. No, I just wanted to say, I didn't mean to cut you off, but do no, you know go on. Cristiano, Cristiano Ronaldo is the fifth best betting favorite to be next Man United manager? <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, that's that's funny. It's also alarming. Um, but can you imagine him just waving his players on like he did in that Euro <laughs> final, just waving them forward? Ripping Come on, off the suit and running in there. <laughs> yeah, it's just, ah, fuck's sake, I'll do this myself and just does it. Um, I don't know if I would want to play for a Cristiano Ronaldo-led team. That's a different story. Um, but but yeah, I mean, that is a guy that has been taking the reins. And he says, you know what? If this idiot isn't going to do it, I'll do it. And he has said it publicly. Like, he said it. I, I don't know if he said it explicitly, but I've, I've, I've heard something along the lines of, yeah, well, I mean, we're kind of lacking in the coaching department. Like, oh. Imagine, imagine the best player in your team says that about you. Like a guy that a proven winner says that. I don't know. I don't know how I would feel. I would probably resign right there. But I, I honestly have no idea what why they keep him. Why he's still there. Yeah, the vibes, the feels, the emotion, all of that. I get it. I completely understand. But it's like, dude, you got to get over that at some point, right? You have to get over that at some point. It's, it's, it's just, it's not, it's not worth it anymore. You're, you're driving your club right to the ground. You're, you're driving it through the mud. This prestigious club is, is being ruined by this very turbulent time. And I, I mean, what bothers me the most about Ole is not only is it his very, very dumb face that he has every time he's down two goals, <laughs> he always looks so clueless and it pisses me off for some reason. I don't know why. I don't support Manchester United. It just pisses me off. Anyway, I think that's a me problem. What bothers me the most about Ole is that they gave him such a talented team this summer. This summer. And Chris, you made a very important point. You got to start asking a little bit more. Fourth place Champions League spot isn't enough. You need to win the title. And with this team, you absolutely, 100% have to win the title. And it goes back to something that I said when we were talking about Barcelona. Pep Guardiola worked his magic with all the talent that he had. That's why he succeeded. Ole has no magic. There's no magic with him. There is none. He teaches, according to a lot of people, according to a lot of reporters, a lot of writers, people from The Athletic, he coaches people the way that he was coached 25 years ago. Dude, dude, the game has evolved. Are you kidding me? Alex, why you told me that, Alex? Oh, my God, I'm going to have some fun with that one. I mean, I mean with, uh, that, that bit that I sent you about, about the pressing – the 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 pressure that that he was coaching it's like all right 
that's how you would press in 1995. That's not how you press in 2021. You press as a block. You press as a block. And I know everyone's been talking about that. I just wanted to make a bit of a point and I wanted to piggyback off of what everyone has been saying. But yeah, I mean, the guys from from TIFO, guys from Ranks FC, they they talk about that. They, they, they've they been harping about, yeah, the pressing is just, it's not good. It's just one guy pressing and leaving 30, 40 yards of space in behind him. Well, of course you're going to make it easy for your for the opposition. Of course you're going to make it easy if you're not pressing in a block. And again, that's how people would press back in the 90s, back in the 80s. That's how it was back then. So that's why when I say that, hey, you're coaching like if you were in 1995. That's why I say it because he's he's coaching like like he was coached. And oh, my goodness, Manchester United needs someone that can give him some direction. And I feel like all his GPS is broken. There's no direction. That's that's our headliner for this week. No doubt about it. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. I came up with that last night. <laughs> yeah. Uh, dude, it's... I'll say this. The, 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 the most fearful I've been of Manchester United since Ali's been at the wheel was the one night that everyone thought Antonio Conte would take over as manager. Because... I'm sorry, man. Which is uh, what, like Sunday? Like the Sunday? Yeah, like this past week when, when everyone yeah. thought Ali would be fired. Because Ali, he, he doesn't inspire confidence. I think the only time he did was when they came back and beat PSG off Lukaku's back and then he never played him again. When uh, when Rashford got the, the, the free kick. That was like the first two months of his tenure. <laughs> yeah, that was, that was before. That That's was, crazy. Uh, pandemic. Like yes. A year and a half, something before, but yeah, it, about a year. It's bad, man. Um, he, like I said, he doesn't inspire confidence. He doesn't inspire any ma- Like he doesn't have any magic to him. Um, it doesn't feel like he. I guess he doesn't inspire the team. I think they like him. I don't think they play for him. Exactly. And I think that was very evident uh, against Liverpool. I think. It's very evident with with how Ronaldo speaking. You know who sat had a great a great point about this? Conor McGregor. Crazy shit. I did not expect to to read some actual <laughs> actual <laughs> words that made sense from Conor from McGregor. From Conor McGregor, yes. But he please, said, I want to hear this. He said, "Oh, I, I I can pull up the tweet like word for word." But he said, "Uh, the problem at Man United is that there's just a bunch of mates." Um. Ali was on the bench when Ronaldo was playing for Sir Alex Ferguson. You got to get someone in there that's above the group chat. And I, I was like, oh, shit, that's a really great point. You got to get someone. Connor. Neville, uh, Sir Alex, Ronaldo, all these guys, they're all from the same, you know, they, 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 the, the, the same team, the same camaraderie. You need a fresh voice. You need someone to command the room. And Ronaldo isn't it because he's a player. Exactly. Ali's not coming in there and he's not gonna not gonna rally the troops. Is he has he ever gave any sentiment to a fan that he he's that kind of leader? Like, no. So I'm sorry, like he doesn't have it tactically, he doesn't have it 
with a man management. So what does he mm. provide? And uh, vibes, it. just like you yeah. said. Vibes. And, and vibes. I guess I think that's the similarity to Komen. Because what did Komen present tactically? Hoof the ball to to to, to PK playing striker. Who who was calling out Komen? At least with Komen, he didn't have the, the brotherhood that, that's at Man United right now. You had Laporta who from the moment he was elected was probably was given hints that this wasn't his guy. Mm-hmm. But they, I, I don't I don't know that there was anyone to hold his feet to the fire. Like when Coleman did that press conference and he came in, read something off a script and didn't take any questions. Mm-hmm. I think I read that like Barcelona, even Barcelona, like the board themselves weren't alerted that he was going to do that until like two minutes before he took the stage. Like Jesus, it, it's, yeah, that's it's, true. It's yeah, the no same. Clue. It's the same sense of like. Fuck, I don't even know like the word like, it, like, recklessness. Like the same, the same sense of of being irresponsible to the club, and I think that's what we see with Barca. Like we see, not necessarily with Laporta because he took he took on a pretty messy situation. But with Barca, with Man United, you see these these figures acting irresponsibly because they're letting these managers and the club with that sink to these lows that we're not that it's just not okay. At least with Barca, they 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 pulled the triggers today or yesterday rather, and they said, "Hey, enough's enough. We can't do this anymore." Um, I'm sure at Man United they're begging for it, but. We'll see when it happens. It's, it, I don't know if it's going to happen anytime soon. Yeah, it doesn't. It doesn't appear. And if he beats Tottenham on Saturday or Sunday, whenever they play, we already know what's going to happen. But you mentioned that Manchester United needs a commanding voice in the locker room. I know the perfect guy. I know exactly who can take over this this locker room, rally them up, keep it simple. Yes. But add a little bit of spice to this very bland product that Ole Gunnar Solskjaer is presenting. And that guy is Zinedine Zidane. Oh, dude, I, I, I've been hearing that he's not interested. He should be. Yeah. He should be because I, I feel like, listen, his legacy, his legacy would, it would, I don't know if it can get any better. But if he goes to Manchester, to the team that Sir Alex Ferguson managed for 20-odd years, 26 years, I think it was, if he, if he goes to that place and he makes it what it was under Sir Alex, what, what can you say about Zinedine Zidane? There's not much you can say bad about him now. Imagine if he goes and he does that. Yeah, he, imagine, if he, if he, imagine that. Yeah, if he restores United... Like, let's say they win one title, he's probably going to be hailed the greatest manager in the world, if not oh my God, one yeah. of the greatest ever. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, like I said, I keep hearing that he's not interested, that Antonio Conte is the best guy available. I don't know if that's per- the best option. Personally, I, I, I do. I, I do think that guy with his mentality 
Okay. Yeah. Just to kind of get he's him out of the one, rut. Yeah. He's the one that's like, wait, we lost yesterday three nothing, and you guys are in here uh, on your on on Facebook. He, he's the guy who 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 break Mason Greenwood's phone to make a point. Like he's the, yeah, he's the serial winner. Like he's I said. would love to see that. I yeah, would I would pay top dollar to see I that. Think, I think he's the the, the guy. Um, call call this crazy. What I'm hearing is that he is the guy to to the outsiders looking in. The people at United think he's the best available, but not the best man for the job. The best man for the job they feel is managing at PSG. To me, yeah. To me, that's 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 Ali again. <laughs> at this at this point, you deserve to be where you're at, Manchester exactly. United. You deserve exactly. to be where you're at. <laughs> and you know what? I hope PSG is smart enough to just let him go. <laughs> oh, yeah, I, I, if, if that if they hold Ali until he's available and then they somehow spin it like we had to get our hands on this manager. Oh my god. <laughs> Dude, you you deserve to be where you're at at this point. If these are the choices that you're making, I'm sorry. What do you expect? Do you expect something different? Well, you're not going to get anything different if you're not doing anything different. Wow, that is that is bad. And you know what? I've I've heard it. This isn't the first time that I hear it, but it just shocked me that um they're still <laughs> they're still That's doing big. this. Like Dude, like yeah. really really uh, here, okay. Let me make my case for Zinedine Zidane really quick. He has a commanding voice because look at the team that he managed at Real Madrid. Let me list off some of the stars that he managed at Real Madrid. Cristiano Ronaldo. Oh, shit. He plays for Manchester United right now. Sergio Ramos. Karim Benzema. Luka Modric. Toni Kroos. Marcelo. And the list goes on. Gareth Bale for a little bit. Hamas for a little bit. But that won't help my case. So I kind of swept them under the, the rug. Um, he coached a lot of talent. I feel like he can definitely handle Manchester United's locker room. He can definitely, definitely do that. When he talks, you will pay attention. You will pay attention because this is one of the best midfielders of all time. One of the best players of all time, period. And for those that won't listen to Zinedine Zidane, they're going to get shipped out. Point blank, period. It's that simple because I'm sure they'll give him a lot of control in this team. The board is going to give Zinedine Zidane a lot of control. He'll rally the troops. They'll trust him. I'm sure they they will because he's a three-time Champions League winner and the best player in your team won three Champions League with that guy. So he'll he'll put in a good word in the rest of the locker room for sure. I think he'll simplify the game for for this team simplify it in a good way right now it's simple and dumb it's like it doesn't make any sense he'll bring in his system 433 442 whatever the case may be he might use both but he'll just keep it simple he'll he'll play to his strengths he won't he won't really get off script much but we know that that works we know that with the talent at hand he can probably win a lot of titles and just imagine the scenes if let's say he arrives in january and somehow Manchester United is still in the Champions League, which they have to beat Atalanta again. 
if they're still in the Champions League and they start to get they start to get hot in the Champions League for some reason and they win it, imagine that. Imagine the scenes. I don't think there are many managers that can come in and win a European title with Manchester United right now. I think Zinedine Zidane is one of them. And granted, I I, I will I will kind of counter my my point and my argument right now by saying that we have an image of Zinedine Zidane managing Real Madrid, and that's it. We don't have anything else. We don't have any other evidence. Maybe it's just Real Madrid that works for him. But we don't know because we don't have any other evidence. So it could be a hit or miss. If I was Manchester United, I'd pull the trigger on Zinedine Zidane and I'd bring him over. I I would too. I would yeah, too. I think, I think I think all the essentially all the arguments that you can make for Conte, you can make for Zidane, and he plays the way Man United want to play, the way Man United should play. He plays attractive football. So everything that goes for Conte, you can double down on Zidane. Um he, oh, Rafa Varane also played for him at, at Oh Real yes, 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 so yes. It, Thank it, you. Even if two of his of his Best players already love and respect the shit out of him. So, uh, if if I were running Man United, he and Conte would be the two guys who I interview, and whoever I feel has a better connection with the board and the better. But Zidane has to be in the conversation. The fact that we're hearing nothing, and they're saying we're hearing nothing because he's not interested, is not a good sign for Man United because. With that kind of team, you're a manager away, and I, I think that's what that's why everyone thinks Conte would jump at the team, would jump at the opportunity because this team is so freaking loaded. Um, that's why I picked them third, despite the manager. Um, yeah, they they could really even even even. I mean, it's kind of hard to say with Ali, but even now I feel like they can still make a run in something like a Champions League and win something. But Ali just doesn't have any plan Bs. Like I, I sit here now thinking about it, and I can't think to myself one time. I said Man United won because Ali did this. No, it's whenever they have a significant win, it's always like, oh well, Fergie time. Which yeah. come on. Oh, they got a penalty. They got yeah. <laughs> they got away with the penalty. Like it's never like, yeah, Ali switched the midfield at the half and they completely dominated the game from there and then they won yeah, the game. That, that, that never happen. happened. That doesn't in, happen. In two years. <laughs> so mm-hmm. I, I I I like I said, if I were running Man United, Zinedine Zidane I think he would honestly probably be my number one target. Because with yeah. Zidane, you, you probably have the daydream of he can be here 20 years if things go right. Whereas with Conte, his his shelf life is much shorter. But he's, Yeah, he's, with Conte, it's like two seasons and then you're running the risk of everything exploding. Yeah. But then it, that kind of coincides with Ronaldo as well. Like it's you have, a, you have a team to win right now and Conte is a coach who wins right now. So worry about the right now because your right now sucks. <laughs> that's true that's true yeah. i can't argue that though they're right now definitely sucks um i as you were talking i out of curiosity just googled zinedine zidane 
I was seeing some stories as I was listening to you, not reading the stories, of course, just seeing the headlines. And here's one. Here's here's this headline. Paul Pogba back to sign new Man United contract or Man United deal if Zidane or Conte take charge. You see the poll? You see the poll? You see the poll that these guys have? That's a real manager. That's a real a real elite manager because I'm sure that Ole would be a great fit for another kind of team, not necessarily Manchester United, but yeah. Oh, wow. Well, uh, Barca fans, Man United fans, we're the same person right now. Uh, is there anything else you want to add about about this this situation, this this incredibly, I don't know, this this heavy, sad, torturous situation for Barcelona and Manchester United? All, all I can think about is Rio Ferdinand saying, put the check, put it in front of him, slap you it down, fuck. hand it over. <laughs> you, oh, Chris, oh my God, you are funny. You are funny. That's 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 <laughs> you get you get what you asked for. You get what you asked for. Fuck. <laughs> You're right though. You're right. That is funny. That is very funny and sad at the same time. That's like yeah. I I don't know. I don't know. But uh anyway, let's let's hope for the best for these two European giants, especially for Barca. Manchester United, I'm cool with them like this. Anyway. Um, that's it for the show. That's it for today. We surprised you, didn't we? Of course we did. And it's late. It's very late for both of us right now. Um, and yeah, we're just going to wrap it up right now, but I will say this before we end, Chris, we talked about this before we, uh, before we started recording Saturday, October 30th would have been uh, Diego Armando Maradona's 61st birthday. And it looks like his family is starting a a new tradition now that Maradona, it's almost been a year since he passed away. And they're starting a new tradition. I've, I've seen it a couple times mentioned on his Instagram. And I think that this is something that is very, very cool. And it would be nice if we were to all join as soccer fans. I'm not saying that you all have to. I know I will. But here I go. I'm going to read the statement made by Maradona's family. And it says, on the anniversary of the birth of Diego Armando Maradona, we celebrate football day. This October 30th, give a football to a child. Let's bring the happiness to the kids. So that's a tradition. Looks like every October 30th to celebrate football day, we will, we will give a ball to a kid. We will gift a ball to a kid. I'm going to participate. I'm going to do it. I have a couple kids in mind already. My my twin cousins, uh, they're not big into soccer, but I got to force them somehow, some way. They're about to be, yeah. They have to be. <laughs> they have to be. They absolutely have to be. But I'm going to participate in this. And if you're listening to this, I hope that you do as well. Um, Chris, we, we talked about this and... Uh, yeah, man, this I, I feel like this is something pretty, pretty cool. This is a very, very cool initiative by by his family. We know Maradona had had his demons and his ups and his downs, whatever the case may be. To me, he's uh, he's someone that I I deeply admire and will always admire because of what he did on the pitch. And if this is a way to pay a tribute to one of the greatest 
athletes of all time, I'll happily do it. Yeah, that's a that, it's a beautiful message. I'll say that it's a great way to honor him, and it's a great, uh, it's a great thing to do, man. It's just like think about it. Like you're get you're giving a present to a kid. Like it's a great it's a great idea. I, I honestly I love it. I, I really do. Uh, I'm just thinking about who to give it to. I have a gang of like nine year olds who run my <laughs> block, so. Maybe I'll give it to one. Maybe I'll give one ball to all of them, but they'll probably just throw it at my window or something. But oh god! <laughs> <laughs> but it is a great message, and uh, I, I'm gonna try to do it myself as well. I think if it catches on, it could be a really beautiful thing. Absolutely, and if you do it, share the pictures with us. Share the pictures. Uh, we'll we'll put them on our story. We'll put them on on our feeds. Um, tag us at Total Food Club at Alex Perez FC at Chris S O L O D O L O underscore. Um, tag us and, and show us, show us because ultimately it's all about these younger generations and, and it feels like they just want to be in front of their phones. They want to be in front of their tablets. They want to play video games and that's cool. It's cool to do it. I do it. I play video games. Chris plays video games. We, we like to be on social media and stuff like that, but Let's think about our childhoods. At least mine, there was a soccer ball all day, every day next to me, unless I was in school. But even then, I would try to like sneak one in um, or some sort of or, uh, an American football or a basketball. That That's how our childhoods were. And it would be nice for us to to show the kids that there's more to life than just this or a tablet or whatever the case may be. All right, Chris, thank you so much. I kept you long enough. I appreciate your time. See you next week. Yes, sir. Thank you for having me. Absolutely. My friend, everyone take care. Enjoy the weekend. Uh, Oh, it's Halloween, by the way, it's Halloween. Go trick or treating. Just like uh, my friend, Nick, Nick day has said, make sure that the wrapper is, is in good shape. You don't want to eat any nasty shit that people are giving away. Just be careful. All right. Take care, everyone. Goodbye.